are listening to the Tech Made Simple podcast, episode number 12. Welcome to Tech Made Simple, a podcast for people who want more from the technology they use. Here's your technology navigator, Michelle Guerra. working in my corporate job, we were always provided ethics and compliance training through the HR department on a quarterly basis. Some were about harassment on the job or archiving your business documents, whether they were hard copies or digital. Yeah, it was painful and required by all employees to complete. The reason the company put those requirements in place was not just to irritate you or take away from your work. It was to provide clarity for the company's information that everyone employed at the company would need to manage. My manager was always keeping tabs on the entire team to ensure we were all in compliance. As an employee, you had to stay compliant. Otherwise, you would be written up over poor performance or issues with authority, ultimately being fired for not following through with what was asked from you. In big corporations, there really is not one single person at a company that is responsible for everything. Every employee is responsible for managing their information. Now, if you are a self-employed like I am, then you are the only person responsible for your company's information. I share this story because there are so many factors in today's world that could seriously remove the ability to access your information. In today's topic, I want to shed some light on ransomware. I want to define what this is, how it works, and ways to protect your information. So let's get started on today's topic. So what exactly is ransomware? The definition of ransomware is a type of malicious software designed to block access to a computer system until a sum of money is paid. So if you were to take the two words that actually make up this word, it might actually become really clear to you. Ransom, which is the act of demanding a payment of money to be paid for the release of a prisoner, and where, which is derived from software, is in relation to the software that you use on your computer. Basically, ransomware is where a virus that has infected your machine will publish your data or block access to your files unless you pay a ransom. Another term that I want to mention, and maybe you have heard of this, but malware is any software intentionally designed to cause damage to a computer. Malware is a component of ransomware that gets installed on your computer to cause you to lose access to your data unless you pay the ransom. Seems kind of crazy to think that someone would want to be so malicious, but bad things do happen in the world. Your data is not immune to getting hacked. That's right. No one, I mean no one, is immune to being hacked by ransomware. However, there are things that you can do to safeguard your data. So let's now take a deeper dive into how ransomware happens. There are several different ways that ransomware can attack your data. These happen to be the most popular for attackers to get access to your computers, but they are not the only ways. 
I want to cover several different methods for how attacks can happen to you. These are typical for any user that accesses the World Wide Web. Not just big corporations, individuals and small businesses can be hacked too. One of the most popular methods is through your email. If you receive a PDF or a file attachment from someone that you may not know or were not expecting from them, that attachment might be infected with malware. Now remember when we define malware, basically a malicious software that causes the attack on your computer, which will start to encrypt your files. In other words, the file is essentially infected with a virus. Once you open the file, then you will have a virus on your computer that can cause you to lose access to your files. Another method related to your email is those potentially fake FedEx, UPS, or Amazon shipping notices that you receive. The email may come at a time when you really were not expecting a package from any of those providers. Those are generally phishing emails, which contain malicious attachments. The email provides links redirecting you to a compromised web page hosting the malware. That's phishing, spelled P-H-I-S-H-I-N-G, meaning the act of sending an email to you that is falsely claiming to be an established legitimate business in an attempt to scam you into surrendering your private information that will be used for stealing your identity. That's where you need to be hesitant of clicking on a hyperlink that is within that phishing email. Emails that look like it came from a financial institution, like your bank, could even ask you to click a link to go to a website. The email may look legit, but you may need to contact your bank to ensure that what they are asking you is real. Most banks don't send emails like that. They typically want you to go to their website or within the brick and mortar building to do all your banking transactions. Another method of ransomware is using social networking sites like Facebook, LinkedIn, or Twitter. You might have seen some cute little quiz you could take that will tell you what personality you have based on the type of animal that you like. Yeah, you would click the link, go to the site for the quiz, and boom, your computer's infected with a virus. It happens that fast. So the next time you are on a social media site and are not certain of the person or the company that has posted the link or whatever it is there, you should be hesitant to click anything because it could infect your computer. The last method is one that is not typically used as much anymore, but still can happen, is the use of the USB or sometimes referred to as a flash drive. When you are copying or moving files that have not been virus scanned, an infected file can be copied to your machine and then cause you to have everything infected. Actually, according to Wikipedia, the first known ransomware attack happened in 1989. That was when the internet was not as commonly used as it is today. You could get a virus on your computer by inserting a diskette that was infected, causing you to infect your entire machine. All right, 
Now that we have defined what ransomware is and how it happens, let's move on to what we can do to protect your data. Malware, which is the component of ransomware, is silent at times. It typically does damage in the background where you don't really see what is happening or what is being affected. So you will need to have the right defense system in place to secure your data. I want to cover four major areas in which you can arm your data for the best defense against ransomware. One of the first lines of defense is virus protection software. If you have it installed, are you keeping this software up to date? Virus protection software is basically the first line of defense when it comes to keeping viruses off of your machine. By simply keeping the software up to date, or better yet, setting the software to be automatically updated when new releases are available will keep your data and computer secure. For those of you that are using cloud technology, such as Google File Stream, iCloud, or OneDrive on your computer, you for sure need to have a virus software installed. Why? Because one infected file can typically spread in your cloud file sync systems, causing more of a widespread infection. There are a few free virus protection applications out there, so you don't have to break the bank to have the protection you need. I use AVG antivirus on my Apple computers. This is a really simple tool to install and use on all your devices, including your smartphone. I'll provide a link to this in the show notes. So having virus software installed is your first line of defense. Your second is backing up your data. This one is the most overlooked defense method. Just simply backing up your data to an external hard drive can be one of the best defenses. Even your cloud data needs to be backed up, meaning you store files on Google Drive, OneDrive, or even iCloud. You need to have another copy of these files. Although cloud technology is a great way for you to save your information, you still need to have a backup of what you store on the cloud. Just as you are able to access your information, if someone were to get a hold of your login information, they could do the same. For my business, I use a cloud-to-cloud -cloud backup system. Since I run my business on the Google Business Platform, it integrates with my G Suite admin site. It backs up my Google Drive, email, calendar, and much more. This is called cloud-to-cloud -cloud backup. Don't be fooled into thinking that just because you have your files on the cloud, you have a fail-safe process. Never rely on just one instance of your files. You should invest in a backup for potential issues. For my personal files, I use an external drive to backup those files. I see the importance of having the second copy, just in case something happens like having insurance for your data. The third method in keeping your data secure is updating your software on your computer. This would include your computer or device's operating system or OS. All software is not perfect. Software companies are always working on things that are improving their feature functionality or bugs as we commonly refer to, but also securing your data as well. 
they have a vested interest in securing your information as well as their own. If you don't have this set up automatically, update your applications, you should take the time to do so. Simply updating your applications to the latest version can keep a hacker from potentially invading your information. And last, but certainly not least of all is our fourth method in protecting your data is just being more aware. Just having awareness of emails that are sent to you can be your best defense in securing your data. I have mentioned a few of these, but these are some of the ways you can become more aware so you can secure your information. Emails that you receive that look like they came from FedEx, UPS, or Amazon that you were not expecting, check out the email address that it was sent from. More than likely, it's not from the domain address that those companies use. Some of the emails that I receive that look suspicious, I always check out the email address. Some have an odd extension to the web address within their email address, meaning they may be from a different country. Most large firms will never use a Gmail or Yahoo account to send you an email. Don't go to websites that you are not familiar with or seem suspicious to you. Don't download or upload files to your computer without virus protection. Large companies are now taking action within their IT departments to ensure that awareness is really enforced throughout the organization. As a case in point, last year my husband started a new project working out in the field at a client site. His client happens to have made the Fortune 500 list making it fairly large organization with thousands of employees. During the first few weeks of obtaining a client laptop they provided, he was given an online training and rigid instructions to report any suspicious activity within his email or on his computer. One of the tests the IT department practiced was sending emails that might be suspicious to anyone within the company to test and see if they would click on links provided. This was seriously a real live test to see how someone would react to something that was sent to them that they should ultimately report. Needless to say, my husband passed the test and did report the suspicious email he received. However, if that would have been for a real exercise what would have happened to that data if he clicked on the link provided in the email? It's hard to believe this, but the best defense from ransomware is just awareness and training. Even if you have all those things in place, virus protection and a weekly or daily backups, the best defense for ransomware is just driving everyone to be more aware of their emails, receiving files, or going to websites that you are unfamiliar with that may be infected. As I was doing the research for this topic, I had a few questions that I wanted answered for myself. I wanna share with you my own personal questions that I had about the subject and the answers that I got just from doing this research. The first question I had was, should you pay the ransom if you are attacked? All the experts that I research have said no. Why? because you may or may not get your data back just by paying the ransom. 
Who's to say the hacker received the money you give, potentially request more, just because you followed through? The hackers could also potentially gain access to your banking accounts just by paying them with a credit card. That's another factor for not paying the ransom. My second question was, can your smartphones be hacked or is this only for desktop or laptop computers? This is not device-specific attacks. This can happen to any device that is accessing your information through a network channel, meaning anything that you are accessing the internet by can be potentially hacked. The third question I had was, who is the main target for ransomware? The majority of ransom attacks are not targeted towards one particular person or business. Phishing email attacks are the most common today, but individuals or small businesses as well as large corporations can receive these type of hacks. If you're accessing the internet, then you could be a victim of ransomware. I covered a lot in this episode, but I want to stress the importance of the topic. Ransomware has only become more well-known over the past few years because it has over 200 million attacks. Did you hear that? Over 200 million attacks to people's machines and data. That's crazy to think that we only need to do some simple things to secure our information. So let's recap on today's topic of ransomware. I define what ransomware is and how it can happen. Just by clicking a link can add a malicious file contained with malware, which can cause your machine to be infected with a virus. Your data becomes encrypted and you receive a ransom notice to get your data back. There are three different methods that I covered on how this type of malware can attack your data. It's generally delivered via phishing emails, social media links, or through a file that you might copy to your computer. And lastly, I covered how you can protect your information. The best defense from being attacked from ransomware is through awareness. However, keeping your virus scan software up to date and backing up your files is a definite must. Backing up your data is probably the most overlooked option in protecting your data. If you are a small business owner and are using G Suite or Office 365 platforms in your business, then you need to add backing up your data as a priority. You can use an external hard drive, but you will have to manually do your backups. In other words, you may have to remind yourself and never forget to do weekly or daily backups of your files. Hardware failure is another tipping point for you to think about when it comes to external drives. You have to ensure the drive is in a secure place where it won't be dropped or damaged by water or fire. There are several companies that offer cloud-to-cloud backup. That essentially backing up your cloud data to another cloud solution. Hence, you don't need the external hard drive to have a backup. I use Spanning Backup in my business because they back up not only my Google Drive, but also my Google Team Drives, emails, calendars, and much more. If I am ever attacked with ransomware, then I know I can restore my data from a backup. The cost of cloud-to-cloud backup is inexpensive to have, but should be a necessity for using cloud. Let's say you have a fire that burns down your house. 
just like you have homeowner's insurance in place to rebuild your house. A backup is your insurance policy to have your data restored. This is not only for ransomware, but accidental or malicious deletion from employees or contractors. If you're interested in using a cloud-to-cloud -cloud backup system, I'll have a link to spanning backup in the show notes. Next week's episode is going to be a special one. I'll have a guest speaker, the first for the Tech Made Simple podcast. You don't want to miss it. So be sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform so you get the notification. Security in technology is such an overlooked topic. However, just getting the word out makes all the difference in the world. If you found today's show informative and helpful, share it with a friend. Until next week, thanks for listening.